Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there. I'm coming on before the uh, episode starts because as I was listening back, I realized that I said the wrong episode number. And so this, it'll say episode 16, but this is actually episode number 17. So enjoy the podcast. God bless. Hello, 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 Minister Paula Cornett here with episode number 16 in the series of Last Day's Territory. I am so excited about this series uh, that we've been going over the last few weeks. And uh, you want to get caught up, then you go and listen in the archives in the recent, um, well, the previous episodes. Go and listen there so that you can get caught up. I'll review just a little bit but not in its entirety because you want to make sure that we're all on the same page in this particular um, recording. So I'm continuing. We're looking in the book of uh, Second Timothy, and we're talking about uh, the society of people that will be in the last day in the end times. And it shouldn't take you by surprise uh, if you are a person of the word. Or even 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 in the smallest way to know that we are definitely in the last of the last of the last days, my friends, and we are uh, in those in in moments, and we're seeing these things as you will see as I begin to lay these out and describe them to you, and go into detail of these characteristics that we are in the end times. And the good thing to know is that. God has anointed us, appointed, and chosen us to live in this time. And it's actually is a great time. And if you're in Christ, you know how the story goes that we win and that God will definitely protect and take care of us no matter what happens, no matter what, what comes. And the things that are taking place shouldn't take us by surprise because certain things have to take place and are going to take place no matter what we do. They're just going to happen. And so we are in a time right now where we are experiencing the coronavirus uh, pandemic and it's all over the world. It's all over the world. And it is, you know, just really um, shaking a lot of people up in some respects. Um, Hopefully, ultimately, that this will not be something that just will pass because this will be one of many things that is going to take place and that will happen. And uh, while, you know, aspects of this has definitely been difficult hard and it has been very unbelievable and the thing is is that there's going to be more things that are going to come that probably will be a lot worse than this but hopefully for those that are in Christ um, before it gets too bad we have the confidence of knowing that Jesus is going to come back and get us and so I don't plan on being here for the duration of all these things to play out uh, but I plan to go back when he comes. So in the book of 2 Timothy 3 and 1, uh, we see that, uh, well, actually the whole chapter of 2 Timothy, I advise you to read it in its entirety and don't just like break it up and read it, but sit, take some time and sit down. It'll take you just probably about 30, 45 minutes 
just to read it read it as if you're reading a letter and um just just let the lord just speak to you as you um as you read it but just a very powerful portion of uh scripture very powerful book that paul actually wrote while he was in prison he wrote this letter to his son in the faith timothy and uh several things that he gives timothy instruction gives him encouragement and then right almost like towards the end in um second timothy 3 and 1 the holy spirit just begins to speak through paul and really prophesies and fast forwards ahead to the last of the last of the last of the last days and he tells timothy the kind of people and the society how the society how things will be in the last day and so we want to look at our scripture verse and break down these words um once again and in so doing the more that you hear them the more that you'll get it into your spirit so uh paul says that um in the last days perilous times shall come okay so the word this is the greek word talto which means it just means this or very specific that this is a very specific time the holy spirit is pointing to you know a very specific time and the word also is the word day and it just means also indeed emphatically so it just means that you know that, that categorically emphatically you need to know this the holy spirit is grabbing the attention and saying look check this out listen up to this hear this this is definitely going to take place this is definitely going to happen look out for this and when you see these signs when you see these things and you, you see this situation you'll know that you're in the last of the last of the last days all right so that's what the holy spirit is telling us and just like they needed to know that god wants us to know what time and season that we're living that's why god has given us his word i mean he's not left anything undealt with he's given us everything play by play what's going to take place and what's going to happen so like i said things shouldn't be taking you by surprise and more or less you know the scripture says you know as you see these things to look up because you know that your redemption draweth nigh so we know that our redemption draweth nigh and so I'm, I'm excited actually i'm excited because i know that you know before christ does come back there's going to be a great and mighty outpouring of the spirit and presence of god and i've been waiting on this i've been i i, I know i was born for this i know that i was born for this and so i'm excited to what it is that god is is doing but let me let me get off the bunny trail there because i could go on and on and on about revival and awakening and all of those things and let me get back to um the case in point so the next uh word is the word no so um that just means to know something definitely emphatically with absolute certainty this is going to happen it's almost as if the holy spirit is saying mark my word this is definitely going to take place this is definitely going to happen. What's going to happen? Know what? Know what? That is the word holy, which points to a specific and important point. So the Holy Spirit is giving a specific detail. And he's giving, he's going to give specific detail of the characteristics that will be evident in the people that are in the last days. And it's so important for us to know this and to know these people so that we make sure that these characteristics are not us. And that so that we know these characteristics, so if those around us, other believers, or our family, or our friends, or those around us are falling into this category, we can tell them, hey, come on, wake up. You know, you got to make it to the end. We, we got to, we got to, you know, we got to get ourselves together, all right? So what do we need to know? We need to know that in the last days, the word last is the Greek word eschatos, of course, where we get the word eschatology, which is the study of end things. But this talks about the ultimate end, like the final count. All right. And this uh, word was actually 
used in uh let me make sure that in classical greek literature to depict a place that was furthest away such as the very end of the earth the final port the last stopping off of a journey something that is final the very end okay so this in the story of um the last days this is like the last chapter all right in fact to be quite honest with y'all you know how like you have said like if a book has 20 chapters you're in the last chapter this is like the last few pages to be quite honest with you we are very close we are very very close all right so um i like to say it uh like this the final hour so if you just think about it as, a, as, a, as a, if a book was written called last days the starting point of it would be and i'm going to which will bring me to to the to the next point um that the starting point would would be at the the um initiation of you know like this book the first chapter would be the day of pentecost is where it would start is the day of pentecost and all that stuff you know that's when the last day started was right there because that's why you know you hear people say well they people have been talking about the end times for all these years and when is the end time well the end times the last days that period of time was initiated at pentecost okay in acts chapter two that's when it was initiated that's when it started that's like chapter one and then you go on through the years and so we're at that last chapter the last few pages okay the end the stopping point the last you know the last stopping off this is this is in this is the end folks all right perilous okay times okay the word perilous means dangerous risky hurtful difficult times difficult times we hear of things happen all the time that fall into this category if you just watch the news the first few minutes you see things that happen as a result of being in perilous times perilous times we don't know what's gonna happen it's risky to go outside it's risky to go to the grocery store it's risky to go in the park it's risky to go to the mall it's risky to go on vacation it's risky to fly in an airplane it's risky things that didn't normally seem you know everyday activities they've now become risky because of the times we're living in perilous times the word times is a greek word calipo uh no kairos i'm sorry which is just a specific or definite season that we're in a specific definite season the last days the end times the final countdown all right shall come so this is with out of doubt this shall come all right and this word is two words that are compound compounded together and when you compound them together the let me just put it you know just into just simple simple terms it just means that you'll find yourself in the middle of all of this mess all right all around you everywhere you look it's just all around and it seems like there's no escape it is it's just coming from every direction we see things coming from every direction from politics from hollywood from the educational system from um uh, just every avenue we see this stuff coming from literature from just every every direction we see things coming and so i said in previous um episode that this just basically means just a fun way of putting it is we'll be surrounded by crazies and crazy things and i mean and if you um just listen to some of the reports and the things that you see it's just crazy like what in the world what in the world and people say that things didn't used to didn't used to be like that that didn't be how we used to do it that it was just it's 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 come it's come and it's coming and it's coming faster and faster and faster but the good news is to know that even though we're in the midst of all of this in the midst of this time you know who's right in the midst with us jesus 
And the very presence of the Holy Spirit is right with us, helping us to navigate through, helping us not to succumb to the things that our society is succumbing to, but helping us to be people that are putting their trust and faith in God, who are depending upon God. So then the Holy Spirit goes on to talk about 25 characteristics that will make up the people that are in the end times, people that are living in the last days, all right? And the very first one is lovers of themselves. And this is like the headliner of everything else because all these other characteristics fall under this big one, lovers of themselves. This will be the I am generation. This will be a people that everything will flow Um everything for them they're so into themselves they love themselves in an unhealthy way now while it's good that yes you got to take care of yourself you got to um, get rest that you need and make sure that you know you're taking care of yourself but this is a people that love themselves just too much they're so into themselves they're so into themselves in fact this is like just selfishness to a whole nother level and because of this all these other categories will fall, you know, because they're lovers of themselves, because they're so into themselves, they're going to be covetous. They're going to be lovers of money. They're going to be boastful. They're going to be proud. Okay. So these people, they only make decisions on how it affects them. It's a misdirected love because Jesus should be the center. All right. These people, they're narcissistic. They're self-consumed. They're selfish. Okay. They're just, they're just selfish, selfish people. And I'm sure that when we think about our society, you can probably think about people that fall into that category, um, just even right now that fall into that category, all right? So then we go on to the next one, which in some translation, one tra- I can't remember which one, I think it's in the um, New King James, it's, uh, the next one is covetedness, but in another, I think it's in the New King, the King James, no, the New King James, one of the two, I can't remember which one, but it says um, lovers of money. All right. And so when we look at this word, but, it, you know, in the original, it's, it's covetous is it's also the word. It's a word that uh, has two. It's broken up into two separate words in the Greek. And when you compound these two words together, it just depicts a inordinate love of or an abnormal preoccupation with money and material possessions. All right. And so just like with lovers of themselves, it is an inordinate love. This is also an inordinate love for money. People are so into money. Boy, I tell you, some people will do anything for money. And I don't, I'm not going to sell out for no money. Some stuff is just not worth it. Okay. It's just not worth it. So these people are so self-absorbed. There are some people that won't give nothing to no one. They won't give nothing to no one. And the way the kingdom of God works is in order to have, you got to give. The more that I give, the more God gives back to me. And then the more that you give and more that you release all right. And, and you give, you give to others. You give, you know, it's not about you. God will take care of you. I'm a witness to that. God takes good care of me. There's not nothing that I, I want for sometimes things that I even think about. God will make a way for it to for it to come. And so I, I just live by that principle is that, you know, you can't make yourself the center, but Jesus has to be the center so that he can show you how to properly exude the, his love to others. All right. And, to, and also to take, you know, and taking care of yourself. So I just think about like these people are super duper selfish. 
just super duper selfish. All their decisions revolve around themselves. They're not going to do anything that puts them out. They're not going to do anything that, you know, it's got to always be convenient for them. A lot of times, you know, when you do stuff and you do stuff for others, you know, it's not always convenient. It's not always convenient. But these type of people, it's always got to be convenient for them. The next one is boasters. Boasters. These are ones that are so committed to their own self-promotion and personal agenda that they are willing to exaggerate, overstate the facts uh, stretch the truth, embellish the story, and even lie if it will get a positive effect on their position or situation. We see this everywhere. And we see this on Facebook a lot, too. People just lie, 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 just embellish the story, make something seem greater than what it really is, you know. And sometimes people get so upset, and most of the stuff that you see on there, you know, it's, it's just highlights from people's lives. This is, and most people highlight, you know, the good stuff. So you're not seeing the totality of what a person uh, goes through. So these type of people, they are, they do whatever it takes to push their own agenda. They'll do whatever it takes. They'll lie. They'll, and I'm sure they probably see this in, in, in corporations, you know, in the, in the, in the corporate world where they will push their agenda to do whatever it takes to push their own agenda. Then there's going to be people that are proud. All right. Now, when this is another word, a, a compounded word, and when it, when you, um, Compound the two words together, it paints a picture of a person who sees himself above the rest of the crowd. One who is arrogant, haughty, high and mighty, impudent, and insolent. One who thinks he is intellectually advantaged above others. We see this everywhere. Politics, we see it in media, we see it in education. You know, these people set the plans for everyone else. They come under the guise of progressive thinkers. Okay, so you got to watch that term, progressive thinkers. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5 that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So if you want grace, you got to stay humble. You got to stay humble and know, hey, in, in God's eyesight, the scripture says here, we're all filthy rags. And if you really think about it, if you read in Genesis, we all are just nothing but dust. Because once you die and leave this earth, that's what you're going to turn back to, dust. You know, this physical body is going to turn back to dust. So we got to make sure that we stay humble before the Lord and that we don't get um, lifted up in, in pride or get proud because this, this is a person that they just see themselves above the rest, okay? And so we want to make sure that we're not doing that. And then the next one is blasphemers. There will be blasphemers in the last day. Now, I know a lot of times when people think about this word, I know for me, I, I always think about... Um, like, I think about it in the terms of like blasphemy, like the Holy Spirit, you know, or divine. But this is just, this is, this goes more deeper into that. This word actually means to slander, to accuse, to speak against, to speak derogatory words for the purpose of injuring or harming one's reputation. It signifies profane, foul, unclean language, and it can refer to blaspheming the divine, but in general. It is any derogatory speech. So this is more along the lines of any derogatory speech intended to defame, injure, or harm others. Or harm others, excuse me, reputation. The broader meaning includes any type of debasing, derogatory, nasty, shameful, ugly speech or behavior intended to humiliate someone. So they put down others who, who don't agree with them. 
in their ideology. They're gonna put they're gonna put those people down. They'll say stuff like, you know, the Bible's played out, it's old, it's archaic. We we're doing things a new way and we're we're doing it our way and our way of thinking is the right way. That's the way you used to do it. And they will try to punish you for your beliefs and for not agreeing with them. We see this all around. These these people want you to agree with their agenda, to be with your their agenda. And if you oppose their agenda, not that you do anything hurtful or harmful to them, but you just say, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. You don't necessarily have a right to have your own belief. They, you got to believe what they believe. And if you don't believe what they believe, they're going to punish you for that. They're going to give you, you know, they're going to give you trouble for that. We see this politics, education, Hollywood, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so we see these things happening. And so all in the midst of all of this, then we got the sixth characteristic that we're going to see. And that is in the in the midst of all of this things acting in the midst of all of this crazy stuff in the midst of blasphemies in the midst of people people being proud and lovers of themselves and lovers of money and and uh, just trying to uh, bolsters trying to get ahead and uh, get get what they want to get and and it's all about them and it's all about me and it's all about my life and what I want to do my agenda da 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 in the midst of this you're gonna have kids acting up. It says we're going to have kids disobedient to parents. Now, this is a topic in and of itself. But, I mean, it just pretty much, I mean, I don't think I really need to go into it too much because we see this all around. We see this all around, and it's so amazing that the Holy Spirit points this as one of the characteristics that we will see. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't seen so many kids that have been so disobedient in all my life. Now, when I was growing up, I grew up in a very loving Christian family home have great, wonderful parents that trained us, instructed us, taught us, led by, lived by example. We had a good, wonderful life, my brothers and sisters and I, and I'm just so thankful for that. And I thought that, you know, my life was the norm, and it wasn't until I was around other children and other people that I realized that it really wasn't the norm. But I just thank God that for me that that was the norm, was that, you know, disobedience was not tolerated, was not allowed. We were taught to respect authority, to respect um, you know, our mother and our father were not allowed to talk down to them at all. Oh, you better not, you never better not even think it in your mind. We had such a respect, you know, for them. And I just think about to our home when, when we were younger, there was such a peace. There wasn't no chaos. I can never remember my mother seeming, see, seeming to be um, like sick and tired of like, or just wore out from being with the kids. She, she never, you know, my dad either. They, they loved being with us, but that was because they disciplined us. And there was an expected way that we were supposed to act. And so, you know, when we went places and went, you know, somewhere, most of the times, a lot of times, you know, kids weren't allowed to come. We would be allowed to come because we knew how to act. And don't nobody want to be around no disobedient, bad kids. Nobody does. Nobody does. But we see this so much so now is that, you know, kids um, are disobedient to parents. They don't respect authority. They'll see an older person and they will all oh, cuss them out in a minute, like, whoa, 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 slow your roll. You know, you don't talk to people like that. Now, I know sometimes if somebody might talk to you, but I'm not going to talk back to you the way that you talk back to me, but I'm going to let you know you're not going to talk to me like that. You know, there's a way that you talk to people and everything like that. So do we see this today? Do we see that children are disobedient? Children don't honor or respect their parents and authority. The word disobedient is... um. The, comes from the word um, patho, which means to persuade or to convince. But this word is apathis. Apathis, I think that's how you say it. I have to look at that again. 
I didn't look at that as good as I needed to look to make sure I'm pronouncing that right. But when, when you put an A in front of this word, it changes its meaning. Okay, so it makes it actually the opposite. So the, the root of the word means to persuade, but then when you put the A in front of it, it makes it the opposite. It means that it's, the person is unpersuadable, uncontrollable, or unleadable. It no longer the ability to persuade, control, lead, or exercise authority over. A loss of control, a lack of ability to persuade or lead. So, I mean, I've been into this, I've been in the store and I've seen people, uh, parents, I mean, the mother and the father, where the kid is so uncontrollable, they can't do nothing with the child. Little two-year-old kid. They can't do nothing with the child. Child don't want to get in the car. Well, okay, they start screaming, start yelling. They can't do nothing. They tell them to be quiet. They, you know, they're getting kind of a little embarrassed and, and all that kind of stuff because this is the age that we live in. This is the time that we live in. They say, but that's not supposed to be so for us as believers. Our children are not supposed to be like that. So well, what do you do? You got to discipline them. And if they have gotten off track, you got to, you know, repent, ask God to forgive you and say, Lord, show me what to do so that my child will not be like this will not be like this. So some parents are having a hard time with their kids and they're unable to lead. They're unable to control their, un, they, 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 they want to negotiate with their kids. They, 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 um, they're having a hard time. And I know this right now with this pandemic, with the school, school, um, going with schools, you know, being closed and people having to do their own children at home. It's really tough for some folks because, because of this, because of this, you know, it's, it's, it's in the age of children will be disobedient to parents and then some people are afraid to discipline their children because of repercussions that could take place for disciplining their children so we've gone over the first six of these all right and we're going to continue to cover the rest the first one is lovers of themselves these are self-consumed people covetous or lovers of money they're just so consumed with money boasters people that are so just going to embellish lie about a story in order to push their own agenda, make themselves look good, proud. These people are so arrogant and just think they're above everyone else. Blasphemers, those that want, uh, to, that are going to give you trouble and talk against you if you don't agree with their ide ideology or their agenda and disobedience to parents. In the midst of all of this crazy behavior, in the midst of all of this terrible stuff, then the little kid's going to be acting up. And giving you trouble and sometimes I mean people have had very difficult time with children when they're disobedient I mean you even see that some kids have taken their parents to court and won some have taken them to court and won so we just want to make sure that as we hear these characteristics that we don't fall into these categories and that if you someone around you you see that you, you got to talk to them and tell them hey look you know come on now we got to get it together we're in the last day we're in the end time and we want to make sure that we're not being lovers of ourselves, but that we're that Christ is the center of our life and that we're putting him first in all things. So next time we're going to talk about, cover a few more, but just kind of go back and listen to the other ones so that you make sure that you get these into you so that you know what they are, you know what to look for. There's 25 of them, 25 characteristics. That's a whole lot of characteristics and we see them in our day and we see them in our time and so just as Paul was telling Timothy through the Holy Spirit that when you see this happening like this in an unprecedented measure all across the land you will know 
that that is the end, the final chapter, the last selling point, the end of the journey. All right, the end of the journey. And I'm so grateful to be alive in this time. It's just, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just overwhelmed. I remember talking about this time as a child and what it would be like. And now that we're here, it's just really, really amazing. But in the midst of this, you don't have to fear because Jesus will take care of you if you're in him. If you're not in him, you got a lot to fear and you got some decisions to make. That if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you need to do that today, right now. In fact, say this prayer with me. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just ask him to come into your heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Spare me from all this destruction. Spare me for what is to come. I want to live with you forever. I repent of my sins and I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you to use me for your glory in this end time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's all you have to do. Just give your life to him. His plan is the best plan. You think you got a good plan. Your stuff is messed up. Your life is not happy. When you serve God, doesn't mean your troubles and things are going to go away. But it means that when you go through, you have someone there that's with you, that's higher than you. Just as the scripture says, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. You have to have something higher than yourself to stand on when times of trouble come. Because... Everything that we know of is going to pass away at some point or another. The only sure foundation is Jesus Christ. When all the dust settles, the only thing that will stand is the word of God. And so just put your trust and faith in him so that you can be spared from all these things. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you today. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you have anointed us, appointed us, and chosen us to live in this time. I thank you, Lord God. That you continue to watch over us and keep us safe, Father. I thank you that you touch the hearts of those that are listening. That you encourage the heart of the, the one that may be in fear, Father God. To help them to know and to draw closer to you, Father God. I thank you for the plan that you have for each and every one of our lives, Lord God. Help us to walk in your ways more and more day by day. I thank you for keeping us in the midst of these perilous times, Lord God. That just as you kept the children of Israel, Father God, that you keep us, your people as well. I thank you, Lord, for renewing our relationship with you, for renewing our sense of just being more aware of your presence and who you are, Father God. I thank you for awakening our hearts. I thank you for just speaking to our minds and our souls, Father God, and just speaking to us, Lord God, and that we be led by you in each and every area of our life. I thank you and I praise you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We'll be sure to listen next week. I look forward to coming back next week. Be sure to share this with somebody that you know. And remember that the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Mm-hmm.